So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute, sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Shi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then use this man-made super virus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it to the spike protein if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute. Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... You fund gain. Dr. Barrett's gain-of-function research? D- Dr. Barrett does not do gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. You don't think inserting a bad virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? Well, it is not. It is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. We do not send money now to do Wuhan virology. We weren't sending money. We did, under your tutelage, we were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency and a sub-grant. Do you support the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain to you why that was done. We do not send money now to do Wuhan. Let me explain to you why that was done. change business models, uh, society, economies. The fourth industrial revolution is coming with enormous speed and we change not only what we are doing but who we are. The world will grow more together in the digital age. We are becoming more interdependent. We will have not less, we will have more globalization. But the question is, how do we master and how do we construct this new time of globalization? I call it globalization 4.0. 
It's a place in for society. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take genetic editing. Uh, just as an example, it's you who are changed. And of course, this has a big impact on your identity. This is to be able to test people several times and for people to actually have a, a, a biometric identity which can say, look, I've been tested or I've had the disease and here are my antibodies so that life can get back to normal. So your digital ID can play a part in, in COVID, but also if you think of the transactions that you want to do now with your customers, it's much simpler for them if they have a, a digital identity. So there are a whole series of ways in which the citizen's life and its interaction, the citizen's interaction with the state can be improved by the use of digital ID. We, from the political side, wake up to the potential of technology, wake up and engage with the change makers, those inventing the technology, digital ID. Wake up. We have to apply now on a global level. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. And, you know, vaccines actually can, in weird cases, do an enhancement of the disease. You really need to, to test for that. The work on a vaccine, although that probably will take 18 months, that's going full speed ahead. Our foundation is funding that. We're looking at getting vaccines to everyone in the world. So in, in, the, in the long run, that is the key thing. It is fair to say things won't go back to truly normal until we have a vaccine that we've gotten out to basically the entire world, in which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be, in a certain sense, more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. So eventually there will be sort of this digital uh, immunity proof uh, that you know will help facilitate the global reopening up. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be in the end your route to liberty. Will you have the vaccine yourself? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Look, if you told me I could go and get the vaccine now, if I went and queued for three hours to get it, I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually totalitarian governments where you have a uh, understanding of what's out there. And obviously we're, uh, the whole dimension is changing now with, uh, as you said, a democratization of, uh, of countries. And, and democracies are very messy, as we know in the United States. Uh, you have opinions changing back and forth. So we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. Mm -hmm.